Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Continuing with our theme uh, this this afternoon or this morning, entitled "Keys to Walking in the Spirit." Keys to Walking in the Spirit. This is our fourth week on the subject, and we're going to read once again from the Book of Romans, chapter eight. And we're going to look at two verses. Now I want you to read that from your own Bibles. Romans chapter 8, verse 8 and verse 9. The theme of our topic is keys to walking in the Spirit. Paul, by the Holy Spirit, he says the following... In Romans 8, verse 8 and 9. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Paul is revealing to us a significant truth And it's important for us to hear and understand what he's saying. He is saying that because the Spirit of God indwells us, we are no longer in the flesh, but we are in the Spirit. A very important verse of Scripture. You, he says, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, Because the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now that makes us spiritual beings. Thank God that we are not in the flesh, but we are in the Spirit because the Spirit of God has come to live within our hearts. Now this makes us primarily spiritual beings. We have a soul, we live in this physical body, but the real you, the real us, are spiritual beings. The scripture says that not only we are born of the Spirit, but we also live in the Spirit. Now then, if we are spiritual beings primarily, and we live in the Spirit, we must learn how to walk in the Spirit. The Word of God says, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's recorded in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. The way we overcome in this life is by learning to walk in the Spirit. 
That is why Paul says in Galatians 5.16, walk in the spirit because the spiritual walk is on a higher level than the natural carnal walk. And if we do walk in the spirit, we will not succumb to the lusts of the flesh or to the temptations of our carnal nature. Now, we are currently studying the theme of walking in the spirit, as I've mentioned, and particularly looking at keys or principles that enables the believer to access the realm of the spirit and through faith walk in it. So far, if you recall, and if you have been with us in the past few weeks, we've looked at three foundational principles in aiding us to walk in the spirit. And these are, the first one we covered was mixing faith with the word. As we hear the word of the Lord, we mix faith with it by putting it into practice. The second key that we looked at was adopting a spiritual attitude. In other words, we face life from a spiritual standpoint rather than the natural carnal standpoint. And the third principle we looked at last week was fellowship with the Holy Spirit. In each of the keys we studied, if you recall, we looked at more than one biblical principles of how individuals applied these principles in the walk with God and they were able to overcome challenges. They were able to access the miraculous power of God and they were able to receive direction and guidance from Holy Spirit. Today, we will look at a fourth key which enables us to access the wisdom of God and by it walk in the realm of the Spirit. And this key or principle is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I want you to turn there with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're going to read verse 2 through to 4. And then we will go to verse 13 and 14 of the same chapter. This is what the Bible calls speaking in other tongues or as it is referred to in Scripture, praying in the Spirit with the gift of interpretation. Now, this is the fourth principle that we are looking at in this series of studies. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. We read, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to man but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Underline that word mysteries because it's important. As we go on reading, Paul says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. This is in verse 4. 
Now, go down to verse 13 and 14. We read the following. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? Question mark. I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. Now let's summarize what Paul is communicating here to us. What he's saying here is that when a believer prays or speaks in a tongue or an unknown tongue, he is speaking directly to God and not to man. And by the Spirit, he is speaking mysteries. That is why when you speak in an unknown tongue, you don't know what you're saying because you're not speaking to yourself or to any man. This is the hotline to the Lord. We are speaking directly to God, the very will of God in a mystery. Now, mystery is something that cannot be understood or explained except by the revelation of the Spirit. So, when we are speaking or praying in an unknown tongue, we are speaking directly to God according to Scripture. And by the Spirit, we are speaking divine mysteries. Now, these mysteries we are speaking out of our spirit, according to Paul, is the hidden wisdom of God, which was ordained before the ages for our glory. And you find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. Look at that verse of Scripture very closely. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7, the word says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Here's that word again, mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. So this mysteries that we are speaking out of our spirit, remember that when you are praying in other tongues, your mind is disengaged because it's your spirit praying by the help of the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, you are speaking hidden mysteries, divine mysteries, the wisdom of God, which was ordained for us for our glory. The reason it says it's hidden wisdom, it's because it's not revealed to everyone. It is only revealed to those who have the Spirit of God within them through the gift of interpretation or illumination. Now, it's important to remember that two things take place when we are praying or speaking in other tongues. First, we are being edified or strengthened in our spirit. Because according to 14, 1 Corinthians 14.2, he says, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. Howbeit, in the spirit he speaks mysteries, and he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. The word edifies in the Greek 
is the same word like you charge a battery. You build yourself up. You charge yourself up spiritually. So the first thing that takes place when we are praying in the spirit, we are being edified and strengthened in our spirit. You may say, well, but I don't feel anything. This has got nothing to do with your physical feelings. It's a spiritual thing. And when he says you're being strengthened in the spirit or edified, it's in your spirit, man, not in your flesh. That's why you can't feel it. Nevertheless, your spirit, man, is charged with divine power when we are praying in the spirit. And the second thing that happens through the gift of interpretation, we are given access to the wisdom of God and thus we are enabled to walk in the Spirit. That's why Paul said, and we've read that, he says, therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. And so he's asking us to exercise our faith that after we have prayed for a while in the spirit to ask the Lord in faith to illuminate your mind or to give you an interpretation of what you've been praying so that your mind is also edified, not just your spirit. So the gift of interpretation gives us access into the wisdom of God, the hidden wisdom of God, which is kept for us so that we may overcome in every situation. Now, knowing from experience of all these years that I have walked with the Lord and have been around believers, even those who are baptized in the Holy Spirit, not many realize the value of this key or principle that I'm sharing with you. And therefore, not many are making use of it. And it's a pity. Paul, though, places high priority on this key by saying that he prays in other tongues more than anyone else. And we read that by his own testimony in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the same chapter that you are in, look at verse 18. This is the testimony of Paul the Apostle. He says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. Well, if there wasn't any value in it, why would he do that more than anyone else? Obviously, he discovered the key. He exercised this principle and he saw the value of it. That is why he said, I, I, I pray more than you all in tongues. So, now, in fact, what he says is that praying in the Spirit, he puts it first before praying with the understanding. Are you with me? Please show me your hand if you're with me. 
Listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. What is the conclusion then? Question mark. I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. He puts praying in the Spirit first, and then he prays with his mind or with his understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. He puts priority on spiritual prayers rather than just mental prayers. Now, speaking or praying in other tongues is so foreign to the natural mind. It actually rebels against it. He says, well, this is just gibberish. I, I don't even know what I'm praying about. Well, that's exactly what the Bible says. You don't know what you're praying for. Your mind is unfruitful. But the Spirit of God within you gives you the utterance to pray spiritual prayers that are God-centered and in accordance with the will of God. Now, according to the Word of God in 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural man or the natural mind does not receive the things of the Spirit because they are foolishness to them. You can look at that in your own Bibles. You turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. You will find there that the natural man does not receive or accept the things of the Spirit. Spiritual things are foreign to the natural mind because they are foolishness to them. And your mind will tell you, oh, you just praying gibberish. That's foolish. There's nothing in it. Now, yet the Bible says that God has chosen, listen to this, God has chosen the foolish things of the world in order to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world in order to put to shame the things that are mighty. You see, God uses and chooses things that are foolish to the natural mind in order to put to naught the things that are so much greater in the eyes of the world. He chooses the weak things, things that are nothing to the natural mind, in order to destroy the strongholds of the enemy. So we have a choice. Believe me, it's a decision that every believer needs to make. Believe what the Word teaches us, or... Believe what your natural mind tells you. Amen? That's what it boils down to. I'd rather believe the Word of God, act upon the Word of God, exercise the spiritual gift that God has given me in order to access the wisdom of God so that I may make decisions based on the Word of God rather than what my natural senses tell me. Now, every believer... Listen to this. Every believer, according to the scripture, who is born of the Spirit and filled with the Spirit is able to pray in other tongues or pray in the Spirit. Every single one of us. It's an act of faith. We trust God. We step out in faith. And as the Spirit gives us the utterance, 
we open our mouths and we use our tongues because the Spirit will not force you to speak in other tongues. It is not Holy Spirit who speaks in other tongues. We do the speaking. He gives us the utterance and he helps us. Now, I'm going to read once again 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 14 and 15, but this time from the Amplified Translation. And this is how the Amplified says it. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. But my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. Now listen to how Paul puts it. He says, when I pray in an unknown tongue, it is my spirit helped by the Holy Spirit praying, not my mind. Then he goes on to say, then what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, but I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. I will sing with the Spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me helping me. But I will sing intelligent, intelligently with my mind and understanding also. Now, that makes it very clear to us. Paul is saying here that when we are praying in other tongues... Our spirits are praying as they are helped and as they are directed by the Holy Spirit within us. Now, there are mental prayers and there are spiritual prayers. And we need to understand the difference and the value of each one of them. Mental prayers can only go as far as your mind can go. But spiritual prayers go much further than what our limited mind can pray. You see, there are things that are going on in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones that we are not aware of. Our mind doesn't know. But our spirit knows. Why? Because the spirit of God does not live in the mind. It lives in our spirit. So that when we're praying in the Spirit, we are praying things that the Spirit enables us to pray through. So mental prayers limit us. Spiritual prayers, we become unlimited in the scope of what we ask and how we petition God. So when we only pray with our limited understanding... What we're doing is we limit and restrict ourselves to what our minds can think of. And believe me, our little peanut brain cannot fathom the will of God nor understand the depths of God's will for us. But the Spirit does. So, but when we pray with our spirits, we are unlimited in what we can achieve. Now, I'm speaking by experience what I'm sharing with you, not just because I've read it in the Bible. But throughout the years of walking with the Lord, I have spent hours studying this particular subject very closely. 
because you hear people today from some denominations that they saying, oh, this speaking in other tongues is not for us today. Even some of them would say this is of the devil, which of course is not the truth. Because Jesus said in Mark's gospel, chapter 16, those who believe in me, he said, these signs will follow them. And one of these signs is they shall speak with new tongues. So through the years of walking with the Lord, I have from time to time closely studied the subject. Some of the greatest revelations I received from the Lord came as a result of praying in the Spirit. For instance, one example that I can give you is that when I'm invited to minister in a place that I have not been before, uh, a church that I do not know naturally or physically, I always, always pray in the Spirit because I do not know the church. I do not know the the people there. I don't know where they are. I don't know what they need to hear. And when you go minister, you need to bring the right word at the right time so that people can be edified, can be ministered to, can be instructed in the ways of the Lord. I always spend time, sometimes up to an hour and a half, praying in other tongues. When I do so, pray in the Spirit, I am given specific instructions in the spirit of what to minister and how to approach the people that I am going there to minister to. You see, in the natural, I don't know the people, but the spirit does. And by praying in the spirit, he enables me to know things I don't know in the natural. And so in our own walk with the Lord, The Lord didn't just leave us on our own to fend for ourselves, but he has given us this precious gift in order to access the realm of the spirit and we come out of the natural realm into the spiritual realm where we are able by revelation to see things that otherwise we could not see. Now, That is why we should not assume, never assume that we know everything there is to know or about the situation or the circumstance we find ourselves in. Pray in the Spirit. Pray also that you may interpret your prayers and access the wisdom of God, which will give you spiritual understanding and insight how to approach each and every given situation. So when you're praying in the Spirit, according to the Word of God, you are praying with precision and 100% accuracy because the Holy Spirit is helping you pray the very perfect will of God. In Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27, I know the enemy is fighting hard for me not to give you this teaching, but he's not going to have his way. He wants to disrupt what I'm saying to you because what I'm giving you is keys that you can access the realm of the spirit that is unlimited, access the wisdom of God and the rest of the gifts of the spirit so that you can walk in the realm of the spirit 
which is a higher realm and it is a supernatural realm that overcomes the natural carnal mind and the things of the flesh that we deal with and wrestle with so often in our daily walk with God. So let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible. Just to show you that when you are praying in the Spirit, it's the Spirit of God helping you pray the very will of God. So we read Romans 8, 26. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of man knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. Do you see? It's very clear. There are two ways the Spirit helps our spirit pray. Number one is with an unknown tongue, with utterance that are unknown to us. And number two, with deep groanings and yearnings. Sometimes you come before the Lord, you don't know what to say, you don't know what to ask for, you're not feeling that great, and all of a sudden, from the innermost part of your being arise groanings, which cannot be uttered. You can't put them into words. They are too deep for words. It is your spirit, by the help of the Holy Spirit, interceding, and pleading your case before God. So, having said all of that, it is my estimation that the church, by and large, has failed in many areas to provide solutions to major problems we face in our society today because we fail to access the wisdom of God and apply it to those problems that plague our communities. We should be the most enlightened people of the world because within us indwells the mighty Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Praise God. Because within us indwells the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, the secrets that are hidden from ages long ago. And we are privileged to have those secrets, those mysteries revealed to us today. And one major reason for this failure of the church is failure to pray in the spirit as much as we should be praying. We are satisfied, I believe, with just one kind of prayer, the kind that we understand, the kind that we can put our heads around and wrap around it. 
Proverbs chapter 20 verse 5 says, listen to what the word says, counsel in the heart of man is like water in a deep well, but a man of understanding draws it out. The verse of scripture that we've just read tells me that counsel, the treasures of wisdom and the treasures of knowledge are embedded into the spirit of man like deep well, but a man of understanding will draw it out of there and make use of it. And the way we draw it out, or one of the ways that we draw it out, is by praying in the spirit, searching the heart of God until these treasures are revealed and applied in our life and in the life of the church in general. So the Word of God teaches us that when we pray in the Spirit, we are actively searching. What are we searching? There's a search that goes on, like a search engine. That's why I call that our Google. We have a spiritual Google inside of us. And it searches. When we're praying in the Spirit, there is a search going on. What are we searching? We are actively searching the depths or the heart of God in order to access the mind of the Spirit. I mean, that's what the Word says. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For the Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of the man, except the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So when we praying in other tongues, we are searching by the help of the Holy Spirit, searching the innermost depths of God. What are we searching for? We're searching for revelation knowledge. We're searching for wisdom. We're searching for spiritual understanding. We're searching for keys and solutions to problems that we are facing. Everything is in the Spirit. It's in there. It's in us. But we need to access it. We need to to bring it up so that we can put it into use and into practice. And God has given us that search engine, the gift of praying in other tongues. Now, when the search ends in prayer, Sometimes when you're praying in the Spirit for a while, you will just, a a revelation thought will just hit your mind. And you know that you know that that's what you've been praying for. It's like you, you dig for water and there comes a time where you hit a gusher. You know. Or you will see a spiritual vision or something if you are sensitive to the Spirit of God. That's why we need to be open to visions and revelations from the Spirit. Because we are spiritual beings. We live in that realm. And we need to become more and more familiar with the realm of the Spirit because by nature we are spiritual beings. We've read the verse of Scripture that says we are not in the flesh, we are in the Spirit. Amen? Because God's Spirit lives within us. Now, when the search ends, interpretation and illumination comes to our mind from deep within. 
and we know what to do and how to do it. And I've had that experience many, many, many times, many times. I don't know what I would have done without this wonderful gift of God. It has brought me out of trouble. It has helped me to receive guidance and direction from the Spirit to avoid pitfalls, to make decisions that otherwise I could not make. Because if I had gone by the sight of my eyes and by the hearing of my ears, I would have missed it without the revelation knowledge of the Spirit. So folks, I'm talking about something that that I know that I have lived and continue to do so and I've experienced. And I want to encourage you, step out in faith, begin with five minutes a day, pray in the Spirit, pray for interpretation. Trust God to reveal what you've been praying for. If you don't step out and if you don't reach out in faith, you're never going to receive anything. So, this is an exercise in the spirit that all believers should engage in and discover the value, I believe, and the benefits of this extraordinary gift the Father has bestowed on us by the spirit of the living God. So I want to encourage you, practice it. And if you have not spoken in other tongues yet, all you need is to pray a simple prayer of faith, asking the Lord to fill you with his spirit, and then open your mouth in faith and start speaking the utterance that comes to your mind. I recall my own experience. I will share it with you because I believe it goes well right here with what I'm sharing with you. I was about a week old in the spirit. I was born again. And after a week, my pastor gave me a book to study and read by Smith Wigglesworth. And I read in that chapter that the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues is for every disciple, every believer of every generation. And when I was reading that, there was, there was a sense that there was a, a deep yearning, a hunger in my heart to experience this. So I put the book down. I was in the lounge. I was all alone in the house. I went into my bedroom. I closed the door. I recall it just like it was yesterday. I knelt beside my bed. I lifted my hands to the Lord. And I said, Lord Jesus, you are the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. I'm not getting off my knees unless you baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And as I was there in the presence of the Lord, just me and him in the house, I, I opened my mouth by inspiration and I started speaking a language I have never learned and I have never spoken before. It sounded like an Indian language. To this day, I don't know what language I spoke. But it was such an experience. So when I walked out of my house um, and I looked at the trees and the nature for the first time, I said to myself, where was all this beauty that I failed to see for so many years? And I've been speaking in other tongues ever since. It's like a flowing brook. The more you exercise this gift, the more you realize the value of it. So I want to encourage you. You, you have any questions, you may email me, you may text me. Um, I will send you my notes on it. You do your own study. 
and 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 you have you need to you need to study the scriptures for yourself folks and you cannot just survive with only what i'm teaching you once a week amen so let's pray and conclude our lesson before we go into our communion this morning or this afternoon father we thank you for your precious word we thank you for this wonderful spiritual key that you've given every believer to be able to access the realm of the spirit the access the wisdom of god by praying in the spirit or praying in other tongues i pray that you will create a hunger within each and every member of our spiritual family that they may come to the place where they believe where they hunger and thirst for these wonderful spiritual gifts that you have bestowed upon your church and your word encourages us, Lord, to seek after spiritual gifts, to be zealous for spiritual gifts, and to earnestly pursue them and seek them rather than remain indifferent where these gifts are concerned. So we trust in you, blessed spirit, to inspire us, enable us to be able to walk in that realm in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.